ladies and gentlemen, from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and all seasons tabletop studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode is Character Assassination of Dr. Paul Merrick. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. I remembered to press the record button correctly this time. That's pretty good. That's very good. I'm waiting to be injected with the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. Yes, how I, are you? I am here. Yes, how am okay, I? Yeah, look at I. I'm, how, how are you doing? I'm I'm yeah. interjecting as you're you're introducing. You're injecting. Yeah, you're or, you're you're or inter, interjecting. Yeah, okay. you're interjecting, yeah. uh, and we're being injected in- with injected. the truth. Oh, Hopefully, yes. we are going to be able to inject, inject some listeners to some undiluted truth. That's right. Full dose. Yeah, full dose. Yes. Yes. Not right. wa- not watered down. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So okay. uh, you could say you would be I don't know. I was I was trying to think of a catchy way to say like not inoculated but maybe indoculated, you know. You Indoctrinate? No, no. Well, there's indoctrination, but that's yeah. But yeah. we don't want to do that. We want to. No. I mean, you know, because we no. but we do want to be able to provide you know facts and documents to you know that sort of thing too. That is true. You do need sometimes it, it helps to have actual documents of studies and et cetera, et cetera. Wait, so, you need supporting anyway. evidence. It's, I I typically do depending oh. on what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what we were taught in school when writing papers, that you had to have supporting evidence of your... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, of your manuscript or yeah. whatever. You had to have references and that sort right. of thing. Yeah. Right, those. I can, I can tell you that uh, there, there would be you know, a couple of names that would not make that list as far as uh, you know proper references that would be, I don't know... Uh, Honorable or or accurate, I should say. Well, well, you, well. I mean, now that we're on this weird topic, um, weird. Well, <laughs> no, I was just thinking about it. When you break down a paragraph, right? Uh, even in a paragraph, right? You're su- you're supposed to have a topic sentence, and then what? Supporting, supporting information or or whatever. Yeah, to your topic. So right. Everything yeah. is built on supporting evidence. Yes, and context well, and whatever. At you know. least it used to be. Well, and it's supposed to make sense. It, I mean, it doesn't have right. to be, but the way that it's structured. And, yes. you know, of course, right. and this is a great time to tell our listeners what we're getting ready to get into, the character assassination of Dr. Paul Merrick. That's right. Uh, on the high wire with Del Big Tree. And Ooh, what, right. I, what I was getting at is that's why we gather so much information from the high wire is all of what they do. I mean, an, an interview is an interview, and but the proof being in the pudding, so to speak, is all of the docu- documentation. The, the A lot of times it is 
the documents coming from the the source that right. they're discuss- yeah. that they're discussing which you can typically get the day after the the episode and that's why we like that so much because it's not just talk and hearsay and and that sort of thing and the guy that does it so well is is Jeffrey Jackson on the high wire yeah uh, and I would say yeah. that he puts together quite a uh, quite a bit of this but uh, so yeah that's what we you know that's uh, I mean I know you know, it, it, here anymore, it's it's show me the facts. Yes. You know, show me the facts. Just yes. know, give me the facts and, you know, you know, or the truth. And, you know, that old, we'll say old, but that old uh, uh, you can't handle the oh, truth, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, wow. that's that's sort of the handling, you know, the, the, the show me the facts thing. It, it, right. They're in the same bucket, I think. Yeah, so, but that's um, that's where you should be. I mean, that's really where you should be about gathering information, especially critical information when it has to do with your body, it has to do with your health, and it mm-hmm. has to do with regulations and whatnot. I mean, we want, you know, we believe that the citizenry are still worth proper care. Period. So yeah, so they want the truth. I mean, well, yeah. Yes, we should want the truth. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah, what he what he said. The, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. He said it. Man, he said that. He said that really good. Didn't he did. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like but, the way he said that. He said that like he really meant it. Yeah, and I I like your new uh, bumper sticker you put on your Jeep. Oh yes. Yeah, that's yes. a that's a good one. Yeah, and you know, we'll uh, maybe we'll mention that. Uh, okay. As as we go through here, but um, anyway, I don't want to delay any longer let's get into this uh this interview with dell and dr paul merrick and that being dell bigtree uh, listeners should know that mm-hmm. uh, and we did we did officially welcome rock tumblers and truth seekers back uh, we have had a, a long pause but it is good to be back here oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. uh not so palatial studio uh at the uh, not so round table um right here we are, <laughs> and we're we're here for you, and we are glad to be back. So, without any further delay, uh, Dr. Paul Merrick, and the first voice you're going to hear is Del Bigtree. All right. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Again, this is another bucket list moment here on the high wire. When we listen to Tony Fauci saying he brought the draconian measures, when he was choosing our drugs for us, what we could use, what we couldn't use, when he was locking us down and destroying our careers, when he was masking our children and messing with their psyche and turning them to hypochondriacs that were afraid to breathe the air, all of these decisions being made from some little office so far away from a patient's bed, uh, it's hard to describe. Perhaps we would want to listen to, as the ICUs were being overrun, as he described, one of the world's greatest, most published ICU doctors in the world. That's who I want to talk to. That's who I want to talk to. I'm talking about Dr. Paul Merrick. He was in the middle of it. We've heard from uh, the legal team that's fighting for the patients that were unable to get the care that they wanted. How about the doctors that wanted to give the care that could save lives and they were thwarted by what? A government, by a mandate, by a money-grubbing, you know, hospital system? I'm going to ask all of those questions 
of maybe one of the most important voices in the world who has had no fear. This is Dr. Paul Merrick in front of Senator Ron Johnson's second opinion hearing. I think uh, it was the pinnacle and most powerful moment of that hearing. Take a look at this. What's happening now is completely unprecedented in the history of medicine and across the world. We have the federal government, we have state agencies and hospitals telling doctors how to practice medicine. They're interfering with the sacred patient-physician relationship. They are telling doctors to be doctors. So I can tell you what happened to me. So I was using our protocol to treat critically ill patients in the ICU with a whole host of repurposed drugs. I then, this is a memo, this is a memo sent to the entire healthcare system, but they targeted me personally. And what did this memo say? This said, I can use remdesivir, and then I will quote, there was an added section, do not endorse section, which includes medications that may cause harm and efficacy is not supported in peer-reviewed published RCTs. These medications will not be verified or dispensed for the prevention or treatment of COVID. This list includes ivermectin, bicalutamide, etopsicide, fluvoxamine, dutesteride, and finasteride. And then just to stick it to me, they added ascorbic acid. <laughs> Otherwise known as... The system was effectively vitamins. preventing me treating my patients according to my best clinical judgment. And then how did this progress? I objected. So the first week I was in the ICU, I didn't know what to do. What was I to do? My hands were tied. As a clinician for the first time in my entire career, I could not be a doctor. I could not treat patients the way I had to be to treat patients. I had seven COVID patients including a 31-year-old woman. I was not allowed to treat these people. I had to stand by idly. I had to stand by idly watching these people die. I then tried to sue the system, and you know what they did? They did something called peer sham review. It is a disgusting and evil concept. They then accused me of seven most outrageous crimes that I had committed and that I was such a severe threat to the safety of patients, they immediately suspended my hospital privileges because I possessed and posed such an outright threat to these patients, ignoring the fact that under my care, the mortality was 50% those of my colleagues. I then went on through the sham peer review. I went to a kangaroo court where they continued this, and the end result was I lost my hospital privilege and was reported to the National Practitioner Data Bank. So here I was standing up for patients' rights, and this hospital, this evil hospital, ended my medical career. So that's what they do. It's an outright, outrage, it's evil to the core. Okay, 
Before we get back to Dell, I just wanted to highlight a couple mm. of things. Uh, the reason that uh, Dr. Merrick sort of is close to our hearts here in Virginia is he was working and practicing in a hospital here in Norfolk. So that's why is one of the reasons, uh, and I wanted to, to bring that up, is he is a local individual for those that are listening here in the state of Virginia. And also, that particular clip you just heard was from January. I think it was January the 24th at the Ron Johnson uh, meeting there in, in uh, Congress, mm. uh, January this year. So it was January 2022. Uh, okay. So, so so that was in the meeting when they were discussing, uh, the, there was a lot of things happening there. It was, it was doctors that were- that Yeah, were, didn't we cover Dr. Urso or something he, from some of his comments from that he, same- There were several that we did- uh, I, We I did a know, few people. A few, I don't know if we got Paul Merrick up there. We did a few episodes. I think we did get uh, we got, Dr. I think we Merrick got a through that. part of his I, speech, yeah. I do believe so. Okay. And I think we might have got some of that, but that was the, the, the most critical part of what he had to say. Yeah. And when you think about this, he was, he had these, you know, he had, I mean, the one thing to understand, he was an advocate for patients' rights and he was helping patients. And yeah. what was done to him was absolute evil and, and, and uh, just, uh, 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 I don't know, it was, it was just, Without any kind of regard for human life, I mean, think about this: you, you've got the an individual that's helping people, and right. I, I, I want yeah. I want the listeners to, as we move through these episodes about Dr. Merrick, just know some of the good that he has done and was still doing when they did this. So I, I just want to preface it that way, but. The level that these people will go to shut down and have that, and the, and none of nothing's really changed, Ben. They still right. are trying. They've just shifted, you know, their their sort of game plan. But none of this has changed. They still want to control this situation so that individuals will, will die it's and 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 I, I think a lot of it is is they are just viewing the citizenry of say the state of Virginia and the United States as it's just an experiment yeah that's all it is yeah. is it, and and they look at it that way and so a few lose their lives well you know so well, be it and 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 it's that is just but it's it's uh, there's no real way to describe it be, other than other than evil because you you have these same people they're the ones crying well do this for grandma do this for these people you know you need to protect blah blah blah, blah. but they're the exact same ones basically that are um, allowing and forcing doctors that are trying to care for their patients properly out yeah so it's like yeah. You, how do well, you describe that? Because it, it's like they—they're giving. I mean, they're giving everybody that is saying this is better for your health a bad name. Like legitimate people that are like, this is what's good for you. This is what they're giving those people a bad name. Yes, because it's those same people that are that are doing this that are saying, oh well, well, we we care about the people. We we uh, you know, well, it's just. 
a bunch of baloney, but yeah, and you got to weed. You know, you got to wade through that to get to the the truth. Well, and, yeah. and find out who these people are, and that's the sad thing. And that's I think that's what I'm getting at. It's, it's yeah. just like you know, you think these people are protecting you, and you know, when, and yeah, but they're not. Well, you you touched on a good you know on, on a good point. How many people? have heard what we just heard. How many people have heard that clip? How many people know what what we know ahead of time here and what we're getting ready to to sort of share about this man, world renowned. He has done so much good and there's I don't want to spoil it, but there's a shocker that mm. you're going to find out. He was treating he was treating patients successfully before COVID of another critical illness that I'm sure most people don't know. And when I say most people, I I would say 95% or more of the people in this country have no idea. And I will tell Mm. you this, this illness or or, or this, uh, 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 I would say infection, but but we'll just say this illness has killed more people over the last 10 years than cancer. He was treating people successfully for it. Wow, I'm going to just hang okay. that out there. So, okay. but right. it it just shows the heartlessness of these people that are involved in shutting good people down. But uh, anyway, without any further delay, let's let's get going here. And uh, Dell's going to continue this, and I think uh, Doctor America will be right there in the studio here shortly. All right. Uh, powerful emotional testimony. It is my honor and pleasure to be joined now by Dr. Paul Merrick. Paul. Thank you, Dale. It's good to be here. All right. It's good to have you here. All right. So you saw uh, we've got attorneys now fighting hospitals, going up against hospitals for really wrongful death of patients. You're inside of that system. And so I really want to try and understand um, for a doctor inside, what the hell happened here? I mean, what, what happened? Yes, that's a good question. I think the whole system came apart that basically the ability of doctors to do what doctors do is practice bedside medicine at the bedside with their best clinical judgment. That was completely usurped. Basically, you were forced to be a follower. You had to follow the narrative. You had to follow the NIH guidelines. You had to follow the hospital policy. And, you know, traditionally doctors look at their patients, they interact with their patients, and they decide on what's the best medication for their patient. Amen. It's very Mm -hmm. specific and it's very personalized because no patient is the same. They did not want that. They wanted standard cookie book NIH guidelines. Mm. And you touched on this this morning. So when you are hospitalized, the treatment is clear. It's absolutely clear and you will not deviate. You will get remdesivir, although we know remdesivir increases your risk of failure, renal failure 20-fold. And what they didn't say, it increases your risk of death. You will get remdesivir and low-dose dexamethasone. If you have the audacity, like I was trying to do, be a real doctor, using FDA-approved off-label drugs that have been proven, proven to be of benefit in COVID, basically what I was done is I was shut out. The hospital, this is Centaur Norfolk Hospital, 
had a hospital system-wide policy prohibiting me, prohibiting me from practicing medicine and from treating my patients the way I thought best and forcing me to use remdesivir. And obviously I couldn't deal with it because that, that's, it led to murder. And that's not what doctors are there for. Right. They're mm. there to advocate for their patients, do what's best for their patients. And so unfortunately, that system is completely broken. That um, we have the NIH, the CDC, the federal government dictating how doctors practice medicine. We see this with a vaccine, we see this with remdesivir, we see this with banning early effective treatment. If we had, as you mentioned, if we had treated patients earlier with effective treatment, we would have prevented patients progressing, we would have prevented patients going to hospital, we would have prevented patients going to the ICU, and we would have prevented patients dying. But mm. that went against the narrative. Mm -hmm. The narrative was a, a shot in every arm and remdesivir. And because of this outrage, it's a moral and ethical and medical and humanitarian outrage, yes. hundreds of thousands, if not millions of patients have died in wow. this country. Big statement. Yeah. I just want to interject this right here. For many years, we've heard in this country, there's been a lot of people that have wanted what they call nationalized medicine. Right. That, that's what they have pushed for. They, you know, and, and it's always been stopped for the, the right reasons. Right. But if you wanted to have an idea of what nationalized medicine would look like, you just heard it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's why nationalized medicine should never be adopted. But guess what? This wasn't even voted on. It wasn't even brought forward. It was just done. It yeah. was just dictated through authority figures and heavy-handed over doctors, and they just used another tactic. But ladies and gentlemen, this is what nationalized medicine looks like. So uh, sad, a sad day where we are in here. And we'll yeah. get, we will get back to Dr. Merrick. And as you, you're correct, this farce was led by Fauci. Fauci has never treated a COVID patient in his entire life. He has become the, the world's speaker on the treatment of COVID, yet he has never treated a patient himself. It's imagine if you had a flight instructor or a flight um, company or FAA who was instructing other pilots to fly but could not fly himself. Wow. <laughs> That's what we were basically dealing with. Mm. Wow. And, you know, we've led, it's led into this tyrannical situation. And it's unfortunate because thousands of hundreds of thousands of patients have died yeah. needlessly. Wow. And then, as you, obviously, as you know, the, 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 the parallel worst part of this is anybody who has voiced any objection or any concern or, or raised the possibility that there may be alternative therapy is considered a disseminator of misinformation and classified as a domestic terrorist. Yet indeed, they are the ones, they are the ones promoting mm. the misinformation. Right. So essentially what has happened, science has mm. been decapitated mm. because science is based on wow. the exchange of information. 
We have a discussion. We look at each other's data. We discuss the data. Yeah. We come up with some plan. But essentially what the federal government and the agencies have done, they have decapitated science. So the science is, as Fauci says it is, follow the science. It's his science. It's really right. his opinion of what the science is, not the true science. Well put. When, and so beautifully put and so horrific and terrifying, especially when it's the one thing, as I said um, earlier, is, is the one thing we've celebrated in the United States of America is we don't have a socialized medical system. We are not just a cookie cutter. We do it how the government says. It is the practice of medicine and the fact that every the greatest doctors in the world all have come here because this is where they can you know take their experiments further. This is where they can look and start working on new pathways to health. And by the way, we have freedom of choice here. If I'm choosing my doctors, then I get to go to the doctor that's using ivermectin or whatever it is. I mean, I can say, look at your success record. And in this case, you had a 50% reduction in the you know death that was happening in your field, ICU. And I want to be clear about this too. You're not seeing those early patients. When we talk about Zelenko and these other guys, a lot of the success, the treatments they were using was early treatment, right? Early treatment was key. By the time you're getting them, they're moving into this severe space. And so mm -hmm. how is it? I mean, I would have to imagine, given that you are, I think, the second most published ICU doctor in the history of medicine, okay? You're not just any ICU doctor, you're a world leader in your field. You are showing a 50% reduction in death, which you would think, this is, I mean, for all of us out there going, it just can't be true, Dell. How is it the hospital isn't going, you who over here send us money, look at, we've got the biggest star, he's figured it out. He's reducing death in the ICU in the most serious, you know, in, in the most serious cases. And you must be high up. I'm thinking you must know everybody in charge of your hospital. You're Freaking Dr. Paul Merrick, what are we, am I just delusional? Am I living in a fairy tale of how medicine works? What the standing of someone in your stature has in a hospital system like the one you worked in? So you're right. We, we, we live in a system that is corrupt. The hospital system is corrupt. Hospitals mm. have become dangerous places for sick people. Wow. And it's a terrible thing for me, for having practiced hospital medicine for over 35 years, for me to actually utter that statement that hospitals in this country have become dangerous places for sick people. And what you say is right. The data I have, and the data was supplied to me directly, directly from Centauro Norfolk Hospital. They're going to claim that it's false because they've lied. They've blatantly lied and continue to lie. But the data I have from Norfolk General Hospital, that when, when I was in charge and I was under control, the ICU mortality was 9.8%. Once they started screwing with me and messing with me and in, uh, prohibiting me doing what I do as a doctor, the mortality in the ICU went up to 22%. It doubled. Mm. So we're talking in excess of 300 deaths that I'm aware of. And this wow. is because why? I was challenging the narrative. They don't like that. They don't like doctors who speak out. They don't like doctors who look for the truth. They don't like doctors who find fault with the system. And they have a system to get rid of those doctors. And they have a system to destroy those doctors. And they have a system to 
prevent them practicing medicine ever again. It's called sham peer review. And that's what they did to me, to mm. destroy my career and from preventing me from practicing medicine. It is evil in its most fundamental, basic concept. Mm. I'm going to pause it right there. I, that, I, that was a great place to pause. And unfortunately, I, it, you know, we need to sort of wrap this up. And I wanted to make sure we, we, we pause it at, a, at, a, at the proper place. Uh, there are some powerful things that he had said right there towards the end. Uh, of course, you know, he mentioned that, uh, you know, from where he was treating and then when they basically blocked him, that the mortality rate, he said doubled it, it doubled and then a little bit more because it went from right. 9 to, to, what nine said, 20, to 22 yeah. or 23. Yeah, yeah so it, 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 and then right. over 300 and some deaths right there at the, the Centera, Centera uh, Norfolk Hospital where he was practicing. And just his words, it's the most evil thing that he that he is he has ever seen in medicine i mean this sort of thing and then of course you know there's so many little tentacles that that you know go along and, and intertwine in all of this that we are just getting started yeah. uh, and and we're we're going through this interview in its entirety but, uh yeah but i mean it hadn't dawned with me mm-hmm. Dell brought up a good point when he asked the question because it hadn't actually dawned on me at that point in the interview that this is in the ICU. Yes. Like Dell said, this is not early treatment. This is, you're late in the game here. Exactly. And he still had the mortality rate, I'm assuming, of COVID patients in ICU, not all patients. I'm I'm assuming that yeah, he was talking is, about strictly COVID cases. That's, that's correct. Down to 9%. Yes. I mean, that late in the game, I mean, from what we've heard, that's, pretty good that's pretty darn good because i mean yeah so i i just was like wow okay because it hadn't dawned on me that i mean i knew he was a doctor right and i was you know it just hadn't dawned on me all the patients he's getting are are late in the game yeah. here he, and he's doing a pretty good job of getting them through it right so he was I mean, the second most published critical care physician in the world so yeah. the critical care being icu right yeah, yeah. so I mean, no, that's wow. that's a great point, and and I and I I'm glad you brought that up because it is uh, these aren't just patients coming through the you know on the front side of it, right? Uh, and some of these treatments have have went reverse and and been fine tuned, and we know that through right. people like uh, Pierre Corey and him and Dr. Corey uh, became very close. So what they did was they they worked from there and then seen things that were actually working, yeah, and. and- and you know, sort of prophylactically, right? And was, w- w- it was working wonders. Some of the same drugs, but they were repurposed drugs, yeah. drugs that can't be patented, mm-hmm. and drugs that are very inexpensive. Yeah, and you kind of alluded to it, to it, but I wanted to make one one more comment, like before we close out, um, that if he could get ICU that late in the game down to nine percent. How much better do you think it would be if you were allowing this guy or people like this to treat like you're like you were hinting at prophylactically right. early on? Right. We shouldn't be seeing any of that. 
Exactly. You know, if you can get ICU down to nine percent yes. or even lower, if mm-hmm. you were allowed to continue, right? You know, you know. Yeah. And this was wow. uh, And and he was treating in you know primarily bef- before he came to that uh, that meeting that uh, uh, Senator Johnson had in 2021. Right. So, yeah, because that was early, you know, it was Jan- January 2022. So you think about how he's still sort of early in the game and there's still yeah, the, that's some true. of the that's some true, of these yeah. treatments are really not even heard of and you know, I, I now we weren't <laughs> you know, we weren't front and center and and first in line, but we were digging pretty deep with what we've, you know, what we were uncovering and we didn't know quite back then exactly what was working and what wasn't. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things thrown around. But these guys, you know, and, and this is one thing I think we need to remember. This wasn't a, you know, a board game. They weren't just, you yeah. know, okay, what yeah. car do you pick? Well, I've got that patient. This is what's, you know. No, this was real life, real patients, and real medicine that they were using, and it was successful. Uh, yeah. In like you know, like we talked about latter stages, so that's extremely important to understand. So uh, that we're just getting a, we've just barely opened up the cap on on uh, right. Dr. Paul Merrick here and okay. what and what he was doing. So uh, we will pick this up uh, on the next episode. But I, I want to let our listeners know we will we will be going through this entire interview. Uh, because it, it's needed. This is this is worth listening to, and there, like I say, the, the, what is to come is some really really good uh, information that you can you can take uh, with you. And and some some of this is you're gonna jaw dropping. You're gonna you're gonna think, I can't believe I've never heard this. So mm. okay. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, Ben. Let's go ahead and. Uh, Um, have a word of prayer as we close out here. Father in heaven, Lord, once again, we do thank you for this opportunity. It's great to be back doing what we do. Uh, We thank you that you are the one that allows us to do this today. We pray for continued discernment to help us to be able to to weigh the, the, the scale of truth to, to, to clearly understand because we know the enemy is in there watering down truth. He uses a little bit of truth to deceive, and that is happening all around us, and we see that. But we thank you for people like uh, Dr. Merrick, who even after being stripped of his his credentials, is standing up, uh, sort of shouting from the rooftops, as you will. He's he's out and and his information is critical, and we thank you for him. We ask for blessings and protection upon him and his family. Uh, also, thank you for you know, outlets like the High Wire, Dell Big Tree, and and there's many more. So, as we close out uh, this episode, uh, Father, we ask for special care and blessings on those listening. And instill in us a fire that burns for the truth and that we seek it until we find it. And we, as always, pray that every intent of our thought be pure. And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless you.